Hello and welcome to another episode of 10,000 Hours. My name is Grant Spanier. And I'm Vince Kochi. And today is episode two. Uh, we sat down and talked with Mr. Josh Long about projects that define us. Josh Long is a dear friend and creative collaborator of mine. Uh, so it's an extra special episode, especially because Josh is uh, part of the reason we started the cast. So it was really exciting to have him on. Yeah, it was an awesome conversation. He was really on point. He said a lot of great things. And I think you guys are going to like it. Uh, I wish we could add more time, but that is the nature of the cast. And uh, yeah, enjoy it. So it goes, Vinny. So it goes. And you can find uh, this episode, the show notes, at our website, which is 10khrs.co. That's 10khrs.co slash epo2. Uh, there you can find the links to some of the things we talked about in this episode. And, uh, you know, follow us on Twitter at the 10KHRS and uh, get us on the Facebook, sign up, you know, all the stuff. Get all the things. You'll get uh, extra bonus points. Check them all. Hey, thanks for uh, sticking with us and enjoy episode two. Sorry about that, guys. It, 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 I have a really good mood going here, by the way. I've got a glass of wine, two candles, two? Like, that's obnoxious. That's too many. Um, <laughs> you, should, you should see what I got going on. It's kind of, it's kind of romantic in here, too. Okay, so I think maybe to give an introduction to our wonderful, kind, and uh, and extremely handsome if i might add guest josh long uh on your site you describe yourself as a designer and writer uh founder of patterns building cheddar and simplecast author of execute genius and design evolution member of the great discontent and co-host of happy monday Mm. that's a lot of stuff man yeah yeah um that's the magic all all of it is the magic yeah was there anything i need to add on there Hmm. Well, there is one thing we can talk about in a little bit. Or do you your want to talk about horoscope? it now? What's your hor- your uh, your birthday? Your no. We we'll, we'll dig into that. We'll uh, dig into that. Okay. I am I a Taurus, though. You are a Taurus. Yeah, okay. Strong like great sign. Yeah. One of the best. Um, <laughs> I, one of the I think I, best. <laughs> <laughs> I'm an Aquarius myself, just uh, for for the record. Um, I think it is actually a good transition, though, when, when you're talking about what you want to talk about, which is really uh, what have you been working on, which is the way we start this out every time, is talking about what we're putting our time into. Um, you know, the show is called 10,000 Hours, and, and our thing is really just putting in our time. And so what have you been putting your time into uh, this week or, you know, in the past, uh, you know, recent past, Josh? Uh, well, I've got uh, Patterns, which is the, the Pattern School of Business and Design, uh, which I launched a couple months ago. Um, the space is absolutely amazing. Been putting a lot of time into building a library here and uh, mm-hmm. building out all the curriculum and everything and, uh, you know, just opening up for the new year. Uh, we've had a couple sessions already, um, a huge session with, um, you know, designers of Twitter, Facebook, uh, Instagram, just about every startup, start, uh, Dropbox, Uber, they were all here. Frank Camiro and Sarah Parmenter and uh, Josh Brewer, a bunch of people, Tim Van Dam. 
and I've heard, that heard was, of those. Yeah, those, that was <laughs> that was one session that we had, and then we we had another one um, just with uh, regular students. And man, it's uh, really great. We're looking forward to the new year. Um, working on a new project with Sarah. Uh, been putting time into Happy Monday as well, and uh, just been coding, man. It's all about designing, coding, and writing for me, and then you know the businesses that come off of that. Really cool, cool, man. That was really cool. Yeah. Yeah, and I guess context for people, uh, Happy Monday is the podcast you release every Monday with Sarah. How do you pronounce your last name? Parmenter. Parmenter. That's a tough one. A great yeah. one, though. Yeah, I feel like you should say name. it with an English accent. Parmen. Par- oh, man. I- <laughs> that was going to be South American? That was, yeah, I was about to get a little bit. <laughs> I'm not like, sure what that was. Uh, Farsi? Man, I'm not good. Yeah. Yeah, I gotta work it out. We're glad I gotta we work it out. I can't it. just jump into an accent. I gotta have to, you know, like three or four misfires, and then I get there. You have really a good do. Australian accent. I, you don't say. Mm. Oh no! <laughs> you really shouldn't wind me up on that one. I know. That, uh, you will do that, that could... voice the rest of the show. I know you will. <laughs> it's dangerous. I don't even want to. I, it just it naturally happens now. Oh man! Yeah. I've, but, I've uh, been in fun. an eight-hour session with you, and all you did was that voice. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I really, I owe you an apology, man. <laughs> oh, yeah. We had a good time. Yeah. Uh, hey, Vinny, what are you uh, putting time into right now? Uh, this week, I've been working on a project that my good friend and former co-worker and collaborator, Corey Etzkorn, is mm. spearheading. It's the Lat Long Project, which is a site and story collection dedicated to short stories that focus around a specific place and the emotion surrounding that place uh so like latitude and longitude being the impetus there and uh he reached out to a couple of his associates and he wanted people to do some writing for the for the site and i was happy to throw my hat in the ring and that's what i've been putting my time in on this week been a lot of fun gotta love uh creative writing and it's cool to have a chance to do that nothing better really have you seen uh say hi that craig maud did Hmm? Was it no. Say Hi? Yeah, it was. Uh, maybe it was Say Say Hi dot co or something. They're doing something with geo uh, geolocation where they write what you're kind of talking about, like where on the globe, and it's stories oh, cool. that are built around travel. Yeah. Hmm. We'll, we'll look that up. Put that in the show notes, yeah. right? Show notes. Yeah, it's going right it in the show notes. <laughs> it, just, it just got. It just went in the show notes. Just then. It's already in just there. Then, yeah. yeah. That's voice really cool. activated show notes. It's the technology <laughs> we've been working on. That's actually my main project right now. What have you been working on, Grant? <laughs> a great question oh man multiple projects um you know most excited about uh doing this package design for these really cool lenses that cure um chronic headaches which has been really exciting um just because it's sort of a premium product and they want to do it right which you know is obviously good um and then jamming on issue two of green room that magazine and you know uh, the last thing i'm really excited about is this uh screenplay i've been jamming on really screenplay yeah yeah screenplay story Yeah, it's a short story uh, I wrote a while ago, and I'm adapting it now, and and I really like the premise and the main character, and now I'm just kind of, you know, tighten it up and and uh, make it into a little bit of a longer story. Nice. Wow, man. I'm jealous. That's really fun. Yeah, it's a good story. I mean, you should... You should, should be uh, jealous. <laughs> we should, you, you should be so jealous. No, no. I was going to say we should workshop that, you know? I mean, oh, that's what friends are for. going to happen. Um, all right, good. It sounds like everybody's working on some cool stuff. I'm very excited for you guys. That's nice. I'm excited for us, too. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you should see how just excited I am. I mean, <laughs> one. Oh, boy. 
Yeah, right. Uh, maybe that's a good segue. Uh, either way, it's a segue. Uh, maybe into our topic this week. Let's which, do it. Which is really centered around uh, projects that define us. And I think those are things we're all sort of working on, right? I mean, these self-initiated or these projects we come into, things that uh, that we really put our name to. Yeah. I mean, Josh, you got, you got a few of those, huh? Yeah, yeah. It was, it's kind of like I, I've mentioned before. You know, it's it's really kind of cool to have these projects that define you because, you know, you get an opportunity to grab a little bit of uh, real estate within an industry, right? You know, like someone says, I'm going to do a magazine for our industry, and people go off screen in Kai Brock, right? Right out of the gate. Um, someone says, interview site, the great discontent flies out of their mouth. Um, you know, with patterns, Patterns is a whole new thing. It's a school. It's a business and design school that's not accredited. It's just literally talking about, like, sustaining yourself as an artist. Like, it was a crazy idea, but it's up and running and it's working. You know what I mean? Um, So I get to kind of pull that part of the real estate. Sarah and I are getting ready to, at the very beginning of this year, in one week, are announcing a new uh, creative agency. So our, our industry has no representation, like... You know, with uh, you have like William Morris and and different uh, agencies for writers and actors and all this stuff, but our our industry has nothing. So we're mm-hmm. starting one. We're turning her old um, design firm, you know who, into a creative representation um, talent agency, and we've got some really really good talent signed up already, and we're gonna be we're gonna be rocking it, man. That's, That's really exciting. Cool. That's an it's an interesting premise. So would you say it's similar to? We used acting as uh, an example. It's mm-hmm. basically representing talent and yep. So we and then we, connecting them with opportunities. Yeah. Yep. So we have uh, speaking gigs and conferences lined up. So we're going to have um, really well-known speakers already, but we're also going to have new faces. Um, so we're going to be able to use patterns as well to train young speakers. And like, if you have an idea for a talk, you basically can come here and hammer out a talk in front of people and just get it really, really tight before you have to give it in public. Mm-hmm. So we're going to do that. We also have sponsors lined up. So individuals are going to be sponsored. You know, when we were younger, they're like skaters and surfers that were sponsored mm-hmm. by companies. Right. We're going to sponsor designers and people in our industry. Oh, Man. That's awesome. Yeah. So that's a fascinating yeah, concept. It's a completely, I mean, patterns is all about sustaining yourself as an artist, right? So um, I have to give credit where credit is due. It actually started with Seth Grant when we were working with Seth. Remember we had our one-on-ones? Mm-hmm. He was talking to me about that. He said, Josh, he was like, you, why not do this, this, and this? So he kind of planted the seed. I ran with it. Sarah and I are doing it together, and uh, it's going to get really interesting really fast. That's Man, really exciting. I, I got to say that I, I'm very excited about that. Like I don't, I get excited about a lot of stuff, but that sounds really cool, man. Yeah, we're stoked. I, I, I am. Uh, I'm going to be watching for that, and I think that reminds me too. Just uh, it's a good segue into the idea of like starting something. And really, this podcast uh, was very much born of the Seth Project, too, for me. Yep. Um, and and I got to say, Josh, I got to tip my hat to you. You were the impetus for us really getting this thing off the ground. I mean, listening to Happy Monday, talking with you on the project. And I, hey, thank you. Yeah, man. I think, first I mean, yeah, of all. thanks. Thank you for taking action, you know. <laughs> yeah, hey, yeah, seriously. You're, that, you're in a small a, club. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's because it's, it's a scary thing, right, is yeah. starting something. It's really it's so easy to have an idea, but uh, like go to step two. Even step two is not so hard. 
it's like a pretty hard little it's a big little bump but then step like five is where it starts to get hairy and then like step 10 is where you're like i quit like this is horrible <laughs> and then like step 20 is where you start to make some progress like it's crazy yeah and so i mean for you how do you how would you say things typically start i know uh you know like yeah like uh, how do things evolve is it organic or is it you know what do you look for what's your criteria it is organic man i think over the years, you always you you start to figure out, and this this is why I named the school patterns is because over the years you start to identify patterns about what's going to work and what's not. You know, we were working mm-hmm. with Seth, like we all would throw out ideas, and you could literally see him sit back in his chair, put his hands on his head, and he would stare up to the ceiling. You could actually see him going through yeah. all of the businesses he's had before, all of the people he's consulted, anyone that he's ever worked with, and their ideas. I mean, he was just running through patterns. He was saying, mm-hmm. you know, what's desirable, what is viable, what's feasible. You know what I mean? And then you mm-hmm. kind of figure out, like, you take bits and pieces from everything you've ever done, and then you put that together and see if it works. So for me, people are scared of ideas but have, or having too many ideas. But for me, if you have the idea, the key is to test it as quickly as you can mm-hmm. for those things. Is it desirable? Is it feasible? Is it viable? In other words, are people going to want it? Is it going to make any money? Can it be done? Right? Sort of lean, lean startup methodology kind of? Yeah. I mean, it is. I mean, I hate that term. Well, it's just well getting yeah, abused. it's cliche, yeah. right? Yeah. But, I mean, but it, it, it does have weight, you know? And Execute, the book that I wrote was a lot about that. You know, it's like don't be afraid of the ideas, but what you have to do is you have to test them quickly. The thing mm-hmm. is, is people have so many ideas, notebooks full of them, and they're weighing on them, right? Like a big, huge weight on their shoulders because they're walking around with these ideas in their head, but they haven't put them into play. So you spend most of your time actually being caught up in figuring out, like, what ideas you want to do. Like, you're literally yeah. – it's like paralysis of analysis, except it's paralysis of ideal analysis. Yeah, no, I think that was <laughs> right. can, can I make a word? Can I make up a word there? <laughs> Got there. Ideal. Hey, maybe a word defines you. I think there are some people who, like, a word defines them, but maybe it's a company name or something. Hmm. I mean, what, what do you think is the most uh, – definitive of you in general do you feel like there's one project or is there one thing or how do you split up your energy or your devotion i guess to projects because that's not to, not to you know get too far off topic here no but i just uh, i have a quick answer I, I just i ride inspiration and i force mm-hmm. procrastination mm-hmm. and what i mean by that is like the the big the best form of energy we have as creative people is inspiration and procrastination has always been looked at as a bad thing but when we were younger or even now, when we procrastinate, when we have a deadline we have to hit, we get so much work done in a small amount of time. Mm-hmm. So what do I what I do is I take that deadline and I move it forward and I force procrastination. So I'm high on inspiration and I have procrastination actually makes our survival instincts kick in. So we're like working really, really hard because we're working to survive. So I take inspiration, I put a deadline on it, I say something publicly to get it done. <laughs> and then yep. it, it just rolls. You just go. You know what I mean? You got to go. Yeah, that's yeah, really Vin, interesting. You've talked about that before, right? Accountability? Yeah. yeah. Vince? Oh. Yeah, absolutely. I'm the same way. Uh, Grant and I, in a previous episode, uh, discussed how we're a little bit different. Grant kind of waits till further down the line to introduce a project he's been working on to the, the greater population, whereas I like to say it right away and force the accountability onto myself. I love that. Yeah. Hey, 4-1 for me. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, it's not a competition. For me, It's uh, there's always a fine line between being, like, using 
the whole the whole like perfectionist as an excuse. A lot of people use that as an excuse. I'm a perfectionist, so they don't ship. But for me, it's more like I'm really just jamming on a lot of different things, and I I don't want to waste. I don't know. I, I just don't. I don't want to like. I I hate the feeling of telling somebody about a thing, and then like a week later, it's not a thing. You know, you what don't want to be the boy who cried project. <laughs> what you're saying mm. yeah like if i know if i know that that like baby is on life support i'm not going to be like hey check out my new baby oh, man. that was a horrible <laughs> was horrible a, was that an I, analogy what does that even mean what did that you was just an do analogy, there and it was i should have i should have used an animal form god <laughs> sorry guys all right what i meant what i meant what i meant to say was like before if i if i know a project is going to die what why would i like bring it home to meet the fan or no okay okay uh, <laughs> all right Good God. Going from bad to worse. Yeah. Yeah. Whole, man. Whole. But I get what you're saying, man, right? So nobody wants to be a, nobody wants to be known as a dreamer. Mm-hmm. Right? Absolutely. So if you have all these ideas and you're a dreamer, the only way to, like, be a, a good working uh, human <laughs> and someone that contributes to the world is to get that done. So, like, don't be, don't be a dreamer. You know, be a dreamer sometimes, but put it into action so you're not just known as someone that just dreams up stuff all the time because that doesn't pay well. That's a great point, <laughs> and that's, like, it jives really well with the topic of the show, which is defining ourselves through projects. And I wanted to go back to something you talked about, Josh, uh, okay. a couple minutes ago, and it's methodology and the fact that our methodologies can often define us. And you mentioned that you like to test things as soon as possible. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a great approach. I think people should be more apt to do it. But would you like to, if you can, give us an example, like a real-world world example, maybe with patterns, uh, yep. how you tested that uh, quickly and effectively? Okay, yeah. So what happened with patterns is um, I've wanted to do a school for a long time, but when I was working with Seth um, and Grant, for that matter, um, yeah, it just, it just hit me like a ton of bricks. It's like, okay, it's go time. So, um, Seth was like really great. After I left, he spent about an hour and a half a day with me, like hammering out these ideas. So awesome. with the school, how you test that, right? Is you, you have these ideas and you beat them down until you get to the core of what those ideas are. Like you have to have like a really, really strong core of what you're trying to do. So what I did to test it is once Seth and I had hammered through all that stuff and I took that home with me and sat on it for you know, a day or two before I put it into action. How I tested it is tested it is I had those core ideas and I gave them to sponsors. And the way that I knew that the idea had weight is they gave me money. <laughs> no, there totally, man. That's that's uh, an interesting way to validate. Yeah. I think it makes sense. Well, if they like... didn't, yeah, if they didn't hand me over thousands of dollars, then it wasn't. It obviously wasn't worth it. Either I was a really bad communicator or it was a bad idea. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was validation. That was a test. If people are willing to put money behind a project, then it, you're, you're greenlit. You go with it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You got mm-hmm. to test it fast. And, you know, the, the program itself is very much in beta. The students are building it as much as I am. And it's amazing. You know, you just you go and then you build as you go and you let it iterate and you let it evolve. Right. Mm-hmm. And the, but the important part is even though it's still in its uh, kind of molten stages, it's still forming, you mm-hmm. have a precedent – for acceptance you have like a watermark that people are willing to put stuff behind this project so you know that you it's not a it's not a non-starter exactly i mean there were there were sponsors willing to put money behind it and there are students paying a thousand dollars a ticket mm-hmm. you know and there you have it yeah and and that's that's really all you need and um 
you know, a thousand dollars, and you're like, why? Why do you charge a thousand bucks? But the reason I do that is it's just enough to make it serious. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? I, I would love mm-hmm. to do it for free, but the problem is, is people wouldn't value it very much. It's if a it sort were of free. screening process. <laughs> yeah, Absolutely. it is, and you know, it, it affects whenever they're there. You know what I mean? It's like if people really want to be there and they really want to get as much as they can out of it, it shows. Yeah, no, it's like teaching them to sort of value the thing and making sure all the people there value the thing. Mm-hmm. I think that's that makes a lot of sense, and it's a good um, experience too. You know, you can you can have a better space, you can provide you know better speakers and have people around, and you can do mm-hmm. you know nice lunches and a good experience if you have the money to do it. Totally, I I have I have a thing I'm actually working on, sort of related to that. We should talk about it after hours. Okay. Uh, it's kind of an alternative to portfolio school, which is not so different from what you're doing, mm. but. But it's, uh, I think there's an opportunity there. We'll, we'll talk about it later. But, uh, yeah, that sounds good. Um, what you were talking about, though, with, with finding sponsors, with having people willing to pay this, I feel like you're in a position where you have worked, you know, pretty fucking hard, yeah. like, to get to a certain point. Mm-hmm. And I think maybe um, very much in our ethos or in our, like, uh, beginning of 10,000 Hours is this idea of the journey. Like, do you maybe want to talk a little bit about how you got to where you are in terms of definitive projects, in terms of like starting things, in terms of failing. Mm-hmm. And cause I mean, you have, you have a list of projects on your bio right now, patterns, cheddar, simple cast, execute. I mean, and those are all like incredible projects. However, I have to assume that like there wasn't just like a couple projects that didn't make it on there. There were a lot of projects that just like, you know I mean? That you've evolved with or that have actually like, kind of made the cut yeah no definitely man um i've had a lot of things in the past you know and a lot of entrepreneurs have um Mm -hmm. but i I was able to you know test them and and move on from it you know i kind of cheated early on um i built a family business it was an engraving business to a 10 million dollar a year business um just doing employee the month plaques which was completely ridiculous um but yeah (laughs) yeah so so you know the one thing that i really got from my dad he exposed me to these like crazy $25,000 for a weekend mastermind. So I was always around these like really good business minds. Um, they were ridiculous and completely full of themselves, you know, but I could totally like kick back and see like what had weight and what didn't have weight. So um, I learned a lot about business early on. Um, so that was like, that was really kind of cheating. But other projects that I had, you know, I, I built a curriculum for a school uh, before that was all about business and you know, I, I couldn't have given it away. You know what I mean? Um, I, I wrote a, I wrote a small book before, before I ever wrote execute. And again, I couldn't have given it away. Um, but over the years I spent a lot, a lot of time, even on Twitter and places just saying, how can I help you? You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. what can I do to help? And that's kind of, I guess how I made friends and that's how I built a platform. And now that I have a small audience, uh, it goes back to Kevin Kelly's 10,000 true fans, right? Now I can do projects and test them really quickly. And if they have weight, um, there's a lot of great people out there that are supporting them. Um, so failure, failure just teaches you, you know, how how to evolve. Yeah, it so- it sounds like you really put in your time in terms of surrounding yourself with the people and the resources to try things and to like scale things up when it was a good idea. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't think. 
if patterns was <laughs> was an idea of somebody who hadn't really ever tried a thing, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's not going to work because they're in no position to make that happen. However, because you've been able to work your way through a series of projects, a series of companies, a series of things, like you're you're surrounded by super talented people, and, uh, obviously talented yourself and resources. So I think there's an important lesson there or an important idea there of like. I mean, it's not like you were, like, plotting out this, like, big network of thing. You were just, like, putting your time, doing good work, and, like, working with people who were talented and who wanted to work with you. But I really think, man, like, that's a really powerful idea, this idea of, like, having having those resources around you, whether that's people or companies or, or what have you. Yeah, and you said it, man. It's like, you know, you don't you don't sit around and you try to plot anything. You just, you be a good person and you show up every day and, mm-hmm. and do your work, you know. And, mm-hmm. and I think a lot of that too, man, it comes from, to be honest, it, it comes from having your ass handed to you a couple times. You know, I, I used to have this picture I carried around with me, and it was literally a picture of my steering wheel. Because there was one day where I literally needed $5,000 by the end of the day or my pregnant wife wasn't going to have insurance. My more, my house was going to be gone. It was all of these things. And wow. like I had to sit in my car bottomed out and all I could do was stare at the steering wheel. So I took a picture of it to remind myself to never go back there again. You know, You always appreciate what you have. And I've been on five podcasts this week. And honestly, <laughs> most of them, most of them have probably three listeners. You know, you guys are probably gonna be killing it compared to the ones I've been on. But it's we got six for sure. <laughs> yeah. But it's just it's about it's about appreciating what you have. You know what I mean? And continually helping people. Like you can't go wrong if you're a good person if you're doing that. You really can't. Wow. Totally. And, and thank you. Thanks for being on, man. We're happy to have no, you. I'm honored, man. And I, yeah. and I have kind We're of a man, secret man crush on you. What? Get yeah. out of here. Get out of here, alone. <laughs> Um, Brant's man crush on you is not secret at all, man. Mm. <laughs> uh, as evidenced by the intro, yeah. isn't it? Um, just that one time, man. You know, it just it shouldn't count. <laughs> it shouldn't count. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the laws of North of uh, North Carolina. Technically, I believe if you're now, it's comp- It's in the legal jargon. It's you know, in North Carolina, know we could that, we man. could be married if we were related. <laughs> Just kidding. Oh, I love my state. I love my state. No, yeah, it's a good state. Is that? I mean, quick aside here. I mean, I, uh, Wilmington, pretty cool city. You like it? Pretty interesting place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah good vibes. Like, yeah, I love it. Yeah, like it's weird that's a like, community college is right there, mm. but like it totally gives good vibes to that whole area. Like, there's just like people walking around. They, you know, it's everybody. Yeah, I liked it. Yeah, it's it's great, man. I love this town. It's so small. It's funny. It's like a it's like a five block by five block square. It's so mm-hmm. small, but it's it's a great town. It's good food, good bars. I mean, there's a bar above patterns, there's a bar below patterns, and there's a brewery <laughs> next door. You know, I'm sure there's uh, a fridge with some beer in there too. Yeah. How can yeah. you be creative? Exactly. Got that going on the bar yeah. sandwich. We've got a 600-square-foot library being built right now. There's vinyl records everywhere. There's a drum kit sitting here. You know, like, come on. Dude, That's cool. exciting, dude. Yeah, co- I'm, come I'm, on. Like, I'm trying to build out my library as well. I, I think I appreciate that you appreciate books because it's such a cool thing, man. Yeah. I, yeah, you yeah, have yeah. no idea, man. Adobe-type kit just sent me amazing books, like uh, an entire set of books, and they're like $300 a piece or something. It's crazy books. You son of a... I know. I, I just spent a couple hundred bucks uh, over Christmas uh, at an old bookstore. All these old, um, like... 
design books and like uh french art deco textile books they're great aren't they're they? so cool yeah. man like people people you know people just hop onto the internet and they just pull all this inspiration and stuff but this stuff is locked away on these shelves and it's gold it it's crazy gold. man i would say like for designers and creators out there go get some of these books they're so good <laughs> yeah they really yeah. are in this digital world that we're in man i'm like craving things so i'm i'm buying up books i'm buying up vinyl records i've got the the drums up here again you know like i'm really really craving anal- analog you know <laughs> get analog yes. man <laughs> yes going manual mm, that's right that's right and books that's smell awesome. good i want a bottle books ck book well, yeah ck book yeah. <laughs> ck book Mm-hmm. <laughs> there's a there's a starter, man. So hey, yeah, maybe we're onto something here. It won't sell. A scent. It won't sell. No, I don't know, man. There's no scent specifically tailored to the creative industry. Mm. You could um someone actually bottled the Come smell on. of a new oh, Mac. I saw that. Did you see that? Oh no, I did yeah. not see that. You know the, the new what? Mac smell? Someone bottled it, not even kidding. I'm about to find it. That I'll is outrageous. Um, yeah. That's gotta uh, go show not, notes. Yeah, I know. We'll find it. Um, I'm looking it up. I, I was actually thinking of um, Nothing, I think it's called. It's just this, like, Helvetica-styled cologne where it's just, I swear, it's something like, maybe it's not Nothing, maybe it's called Air. I don't really know. There's water this, in the bottle. I honestly think there might be. <laughs> oh, that's great. Uh, yeah, I'm going to make a note here. We'll, we'll, we'll look it up. Put it in the, put it in the show notes. Uh, what, what was the one you mentioned, Josh? Which one? I don't know. The Oh, new MacBook Pro. New Mac Pro. New Mac, uh, oh, the smell, yeah, smell. yeah. So, yeah. Literally, somebody made that. It's hilarious. Ode de Macintosh. <laughs> Ode de Macintosh. <laughs> I mean, a Mac's got to smell better than a toilet. You'd think. Wow, yeah. wow man, Ro- rock solid logic, i got to say, Josh. No, 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 no I'm talking about there. perfume. If you look at perfume, it's like eau de toilette or whatever. Oh, nice. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Actually, much cleverer what than I did that? first giving credit there? for. Yeah, yeah like now it. I'm the fool. Well done, sir. <laughs> I'm tipping my hat to you again. It's a beanie, though, so it's sort of more of a, like a pull off the forehead. Oh, now you got messed up hair. No, I, I, keep, it, I keep it tucked back mm, there. It's clean. Yeah, I'm actually rocking a beard right now, which is the it's the longest it's ever been. All right, I'm not beard. Lo- we got to be a little strict with the definition here. Are we talking beard or extreme stubble? Because they're not yeah. the same thing. No, I don't D- know. Designer man. stubble is not a beard. I've got designer stubble right now, mm. but I'm not on the uh, I'm not on brownie uh, paper towels right now. <laughs> <laughs> He's not We're- brownie. <laughs> What does, what does that even mean? I have no idea. We're rocking a little over a week. I feel like that's approaching beard. No, that's stubble. Oh, I, you think? I think no, man. Yeah. A beard needs maintenance, okay? Yeah. A beard doesn't just happen. Like, your stubble just happened, right? You just didn't shave for a while? No, this requires maintenance. I mean, it requires it, but I'm not giving it. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to take a picture for you guys right now. You have, like, a George Michael beard, notes. don't you? Like, a real, like... You're like oh, it's all you like trim it and make it perfect and stuff. No, I don't, man. I I let it roll because the whole point the whole point of a beard to me is hey, actually, Vinny, may I may I? And we got to get back on topic. We're so far off topic, but maybe this is a good off topic topic. Is right. facial hair? Yeah, beards. Well, yeah, let's do it. Yeah, just, that's a great off topic topic. Because uh, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's where I'm at. Let me let me just break down my situation for you guys. So I went home. I went home for the holidays. Went home on uh, last like Saturday. And I hadn't shaved a couple days before, um, so it was probably Thursday or Friday. And I got home, and I decided, you know what? Well, 
I forgot my razor. So then I decided, you know what? I don't need to shave. Uh, <laughs> so your so your mom's mad, but the ladies are clawing at you. That's is what that, I'm. Is saying. that what happened? Yeah. And and then she's even more uh, upset because the ladies are clawing at me because she's defensive. It's just a really messy situation. <laughs> Seriously. No, but but I just I let it go. I let it go, and it was very uh, man. I I feel empowered. I feel like I don't want to. I don't want to shave this thing because I'm just like you know what. Look at me. Look what I'm doing. I'm not even shaving my face. Next thing you know, it'll be like... Valley? Well, here's the here's the thing, and this was a big point I wanted to bring up with you guys, is I'm looking for some guidance here. My <laughs> God, I want to claw my face off. This is insanity. Uh, it's itchy, isn't it? We're, like, I had Googled at a previous time uh, how to cure itchy beard, and there's just no... Like, Nobody's got a definitive answer. That's because, the only you know, cure you know what is the being definitive... manly enough to have a beard man. Yes, exactly. That's the answer. It's like if you can't handle the beard itch, you're not a man, so you don't need a beard. Yeah, so right. I'm handling right. it. I'm fine. Whatever, man. Can we, I get it. Can we <laughs> ask Josh what his facial hair status is right now? I'm a, I, I am about two weeks into a beard right now. What? Yeah. That's great. Don't lie to I'm me. I'm not. I'll send you a photo. You should because, man, I got to say. You're, I'm designer you're stubbling it right shaving. now. You are a clean-shaven mofo, if I've ever known. I am. Are you, and you typically? And I haven't been wearing black V-neck T-shirts. Stop! Know, Get out of here. The whole internet's gonna freak out. <laughs> I don't even know you. <laughs> who, are, who are you? Get off of so this you're podcast. You're not typically a beard man, Josh, but you're rocking one now. Yeah, yeah. I just, um, you know, I'm, I'm like the in-between beard guy. Oh, what? all right, all right. Yeah. Wait, so when I do cycles? something, do you... yeah, when I do something, you know, I'm like, all right, it's time to be professional. I'm gonna clean this thing up, you know. But in right. between, I'm like, I'm, when I'm in worker bee mode, I can have a beard. Yeah. It actually helps. <laughs> it helps you be more productive. <laughs> yeah, it, it makes me feel like, you know, I've got an axe in one hand and, you know, a <laughs> sublime text <laughs> yeah. in the other. <laughs> yes. When, and what really helps is he, he actually carries an axe in one of his hands when he's, when he's writing, when he's doing any work. Yeah, that's how everybody that knows. <laughs> that's my business card. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we're really revealing the secrets to success yeah. here on the Ten Thousand Hours Podcast. Yeah. Get an axe, get a beard, walk softly, and carry a big stack axe. <laughs> yeah, I think that's how Man. that goes. No, is it speak softly? What was the Teddy Roosevelt quote? Speak softly and carry uh, a big stick. No, it's a uh, tread. It's tread softly and carry a big stick. Oh, I thought that. Was, oh, okay. That's not a bad. I mean, that's a good that's one. That's a good one. Yeah. I, yeah. I was telling Vince about one before uh, before we hopped on the line. It was uh, Truman, Harry Truman. It's it is amazing what you can accomplish if you do not care who gets the credit. Mm. I saw that. Very today. good quote from True Blue. Yeah. Man, isn't that good that's stuff? Good, that is good stuff. Gosh. Are there that's any really, uh, like parting yeah. thoughts about facial hair you'd like to get in here, Josh? Sorry, guys. M- me. Any yeah, parting gosh. thoughts I would want to say about facial hair? Yeah, like anything you want to get it's, out. I think it's amazing. Yeah, I mean, I, I do. I think I think facial hair is amazing. The thing that gets me though is that we have this thing, right? So there's there's basically a hipster quick start guide. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> so there there actually isn't one, but we're about to make it Show right notes? now. Oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> there's not one, but we're gonna make it right now. All right. So all right. So uh, all of a sudden. Out, yeah, I'm like taking notes out here. Of, <laughs> out of nowhere, get this new huge like taste for bourbon. Grow okay. a beard. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Roll your jeans up for some reason. Like what? What's that? Yeah. Cuff All right. Up, yeah. Up the so it doesn't get wet. Yeah. So it doesn't get wet. And, and then some people are wearing like Amish clothes now. It's like well, you're not Amish. That that 
somebody you could buy that for ten dollars down the street, but you decided to go pay three hundred dollars for it. <laughs> Sucker. Wool vest on yeah. over like the linen shirt that's like way too big for you. Yeah. So you know, there's this the boots and stuff. You know, like I'm wearing the same things I was wearing like six years ago, or. 12 years ago which means I, which means i don't know how to grow up apparently but yeah so i'm confused though like J- josh all i've ever known is like a new age steve jobs-esque approach to fashion from you which is like hey i got this uh v-neck black t-shirt yep. and tattoo arms get at me get at me yeah i'm just making stuff i'm like, an extreme minimalist I, so you know yeah. to me when life is really short so mm-hmm. I want to get a lot of work done, and my mind is constantly going. I always have this notebook near me, and my mind is constantly working. Like, I can't shut it off. It's crazy. So mm-hmm. when I wake up in the morning, the last freaking thing I want to worry about is what I'm going to wear. You nice. know what I mean? So I wear the same thing Kinder. every day, and I don't have to think about that. And my brain has room for something that might actually matter. Dude, yeah. one less we're, stimulus, man. Yeah. We're kindred. We're on the same page there. Yeah. I, I mean, Absolutely. I, uh, people think it's weird though. I, it's not weird. No, man. I mean, well, t- people think a lot of this stuff, uh, that I think more, I, I would say eccentric, more, more like outlier s- style stuff. It's like, yeah, it's weird because it's like not typical. It's not typical. Of course it's not typical to do anything truly unique. Like you can't be typical if it's typical, it's not unique. Right. So I feel like that's like part of uh part of the game. Mm, um, but we're on the same page, honestly. I I lay my clothes out uh, night before because I just can't. I well, he I does. mean, I just quickly that just make sounded cute. I just pictured like y- you and your you and your mom like when you were younger, like saying you know like getting oh, your God. clothes out on the bed the night before. Dude, there's a little sailor outfit. Yeah, that was oh, cute, man, fellas. You're cute. killing me. But hey, there's a, there's another show in that is the idea of like is building systems. Yes, systems to simplify your life yeah. and to enable you to make more stuff and think more clearly. Mm. Yep. What are systems? Systems Ooh. are rituals, and rituals lead to habits, and they can be good habits. Boom. Wow. wow. That is, that's very much a ship. If I had a bell or, like, anything to ring, I would have hit it. Ding, ding. Yeah. That is yeah a, nice. That's a that great good. Just sound bite. That's just, like, right on the money. So, just so smart. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you guys clearly don't know me well if you think it's smart. <laughs> no one's called me Thanks. smart before. They've oh, called me a lot of man. things. Smart isn't one of Get them. Get out of here. Come on. Get out of here. No fella. one calls me talented or smart. Oh, yeah? What do they, <laughs> what they, they call, they call you, Josh? Man? They call you Josh, and the definition of Josh is that? Josh Long? Yes. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> um, are you, are okay. you Josh and me right now? Get st- oh, no, man. man. Listen, we're not a pun show. We're not a show <laughs> of puns. No, we keep it really tight, really comedically on point. No, no fat. We trim it, mm. man. That's not true. That That's couldn't be so less untrue. true. <laughs> mm, no, I really couldn't. Um, okay, so we talked about facial hair, sort of. I didn't really get any good answers from you guys, but thanks anyway. Oh, I feel yeah. like I'm, I'm just saying I'm in the same place I was before, which <laughs> I have a beard, and you're not going to acknowledge it, but whatever. Beard uh, in air quotes. Mm, mm. N- no, in in real quotes. Um <laughs> that's great okay so popping back into kind of what we were talking about i feel like there's a lot to explore here that we really haven't haven't gotten into let's do it is i mean so what are we talking about here are we talking about we're talking about definitive projects are we talking about putting our name to a project are we talking about starting things and seeing them through are we talking about 
if we think about really truly definitive projects, um, and Josh, I think you can relate to this when we're talking about like, I think a lot of patterns and a lot of what we've talked about in great discontent, all of these things is looking at stories of success at these outlier type folks at people who have like really just done it yeah. and looking at the definitive things that they've done. I mean, Steve jobs is like an apple and maybe throwing next and Pixar and, and like these like kind of mile markers. Mm-hmm. Not that that's like, you know, Oh, look at your life as this timeline of, you know, mile markers. But I, is that like you know you mentioned Kai before mm-hmm. with off screen? What do you, what like I mean I, I want to hear a little bit more about what you think about definitive projects and like what I know you're talking about writing inspiration. Yep. Sorry, I'm, I'm quite a few things going to this. I think the real question is is how should people, especially people coming up, coming up in terms of like figuring out who they are, figuring out what they like, figuring out their stuff, is how should they decide what to do? How should they start to think about projects or ideas um, and then call that list down or, and then start something and see it through, you know what yeah. I mean? No, um, I'm, I'm, and then maybe within that, talk about like a little bit about like, you know, is there a tipping point where you say this project needs to die here, you know, after you've tested it or whatever. So yeah, no, I mean, I, I think you're, I mean, there's a lot of things hidden in what you just said, right? <laughs> no, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, so three, three minute question. Yeah, so, <laughs> so like one of the things I would say first, is to stop thinking about what other people want and kind of stop thinking about what you think is going to sell. Instead, figure out everything that you've been through in your life and draw out Venn diagrams and see where they all intersect and see if you can do something there. Um, because the, the fact of the matter is, is the name of the game now is standing out, is doing something that is unique. But the problem is, is everyone is rounding their edges because they want to have this like general accepted thing. But when you round the edges of who you are and you start to hide your weirdness, that's when you become plastic and you fit in with everybody. I say embrace your weirdness. Embrace the things that you've done that no one else has done and see how that makes you unique. And like when you when you talk about things like one of the one of the most like painful things that I hear every day is that I'm someone saying they've got a new project and they're like, it's going to be the Facebook of this or it's going to mm-hmm. be the Pinterest of this. What did Twitter say when Twitter came out? Uh, Pulse of the world? You know what I'm saying? Pulse of the planet? No, but I'm saying like they, if they, they created oh. their own thing. You know what I mean? So Jeffrey Zeldman, who I admire 10 times over, right? Mm-hmm. He decides that he's going to do an event apart, a book apart, which um, I believe it was Jason Santa Maria and Mandy Brown that may have approached him to do that. But, you know, mm-hmm. he starts doing this speaker stuff, and he just he really takes it to the next level, and he's written a book. So Jeffrey has, has built this great bit of real estate for himself, being the godfather of the web. Like, he, he hates it and is probably embarrassed sometimes when someone says it, but it's the truth. He really mm-hmm. is the godfather mm-hmm. of the web. You know, he has that space. Seth Godin has his own space. He's got his own real estate. Jason Fried has his own real estate, right? Everyone talks about Basecamp and talks about 37 Signals. Yeah. Anytime someone talks about web-based software, that's their real estate. They carved it out. Um, I, what I would say is be as, as much of yourself, even if it's weird, and then figure out some real estate you can carve out. Ryan and Tina with a great discontent carved out the perfect, like, obsessive, great punctual, potent interview site out there. 
They really get to the heart of it. They've coined that. Kai has done an amazing job of putting an entire magazine together all by himself. Like these, these huge, huge publishing companies are looking at him and they're like, we have, you know, a staff of three, you know, 300,000 people or whatever. And he's <laughs> one person that has completely executed the perfect magazine all by himself. It really is beautiful, yeah, by the yeah. way. I'll, I'll put that in the show yeah. notes. And it's just, you know, th- this, is, this is what I'm talking about. It's like you figure out something and you, you have the gumption to put the stake in the ground. You know, like say, this is my real estate. This is what I'm going to go for. I'm going to do something that's unique. And that's what I strive for. I mean, you don't really, you don't always hit it, man. But like with patterns, it's a completely new concept. With you know who, what Sarah and I are doing, completely new concept. You know, you you get a you're you're gonna get all of these things that like you're working towards with you know Simplecast and then there's Cheddar. Like everything that I do kind of works together. You know what I mean with mm-hmm. podcasting. Like Simplecast, for complimentary. Yeah, it came. Simplecast came from Happy Monday. And, you know, we carved out Happy Monday as a show that says Monday sucks. Let's do something to make Monday better. You know what I mean? Like right. we're, we're the two happiest, most optimistic people. What's the day <laughs> people hate the most? And let's do something with that, you know? Right. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just it's, it's finding the weirdness, man, and just building the weirdness out, doing the hard work, and, like, carving out your own real estate. I think that's everything. And consistency, showing up every day. We work with Seth Grant. He shows up every day mm-hmm. to do a blog. He doesn't have to. Why? Why does Seth have to show up every day and still do a blog? Mm-hmm. But he does, you know. Yeah, I mean, first of all, super on point with all of that. I think that very last point you got at was was motivation and the idea of why why are you doing something? And I really feel like if you can find without dipping into the cliche of you know do what you love. <laughs> Right, yeah. but but really, like what you're talking about there is like finding something you really give a shit about, and you give a shit about enough to do mm-hmm. it, <laughs> like over and over, even when it's painful. Um, yeah, yeah, man. I, I gotta say, I, I think I think you're very, very, very on point with the the idea of like f- finding your real estate, finding the almost intersecting interests you mm-hmm. have. I mean, you talk about optimism and podcasting and talking to people and the industry and like there's happy monday right um teaching people which you're a phenomenal teacher um uh and a good guide for that and then and then pulling your experience with finding resources with um you know finding success in projects and like guiding people to support themselves there's patterns i mean bam exactly and you pointed out something just a second ago that was i don't think we should overlook and you were saying it's it's this thing that you're super passionate about and it's usually when you become super passionate it's because you want to fix something right so with patterns i got tired of hearing the phrase starving artist Mm -hmm. it bugs me to death because especially in our industry our industry is full of the smartest most caring most thoughtful people and most hardworking mm-hmm. people out there i mean these are oh, people that have taught themselves design and have taught themselves to code which is like a very painful thing to do in their own time you know so here are these people that are just amazing and they're not getting their due right they're not being able mm-hmm. to sustain themselves and in our industry people are out there speaking and this is why we decided to go with you know who is we're tired of the smartest people having to speak for free you yeah. know what i mean and and there are other industries there are there are companies out there that pay all these speakers who are motivational speakers and i'm doing air quotes right now 
Or you, yeah. or you could have these fantastic people like Josh Brewer or Cameron Mall or Brad Smith or Frank Camiro or Jessica Hish. Like mm-hmm. these people that really have taken the time to like marinate on every single idea they have and provide mm-hmm. something that's very thoughtful, that's inspiring, and that's like driven by done work, shipped work. These people should be the ones out speaking and getting these, you know, thirty, fifty thousand dollar speaking gigs because they they're doing mm-hmm. the work. You know what I mean? They're not just writing a book about like how to motivate yourself in the mirror every morning. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So, so yeah, yeah. Sarah and I we had multiple conversations about this, and we're just like, it's ridiculous. Like, no more. Like, we're gonna go out there. We're going to get behind the people that we love. You know, like Frank Kamira, he, he'll write an essay or something that will absolutely blow my mind. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And that's the kind mm-hmm. of person that I can actually call the contacts that I have and say, he needs to be speaking for you. And this is why. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel passionate mm-hmm. about this guy. And you need to hire him to speak for you because this, 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 and this. And you're an absolute moron if you don't. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes, I do. And yeah. let me throw this at you. And I think I'm seeing some parallels with even the stuff I'm doing, which what I'm doing is really um, – it's a collective of people. It's very much – it's a small creative studio. But the rationale and the reason we're able to exist is because, um, you know, I realized at a certain point, you know, this work is is difficult and it's really taxing. Mm. But it's not rocket science. It is, like, very much – you know, it takes passion and it takes technical skill. Yeah. Um, if we're talking about design or brand and emotional or writing labor. or video. Yeah. yeah, it does. And the realization was like, you don't need people who have this huge amount of backlog of it. It's not about like skipping steps and not having experience, but, but like a lot of people really, uh, and especially when we're talking about artists, they put themselves in this really tough position to support themselves. And what I have been lucky enough to do is take people who are so talented, insanely talented, and then give them opportunities within the work I'm doing. So it's like I can pull in a freelancer. I can pull in someone and work on a project that they would not be able to get on their own, not for lack of talent, but for lack of other crap, mm-hmm. which it's not crap, but it's really what we're talking about is like it's being connected to the people. It's like speaking the language of the people who make the decisions who give you the opportunities no for sure and we're a new industry right so we don't we don't have a pedigree the majority of us don't have a degree in what we did and we're outside of the Mm -hmm. system right like what we Mm -hmm. do as freelancers and what we do as these like solopreneurs in our industry is there was no rule book for us this is a new thing we're writing our own rules and people can't swallow that sometimes you know what I mean? And that's why you end up finding like these designers and people are taking advantage, like businesses are taking advantage of designers and things like that <sighs> because they don't know. There's no context. There's no education. And, you know, like there's no pedigree. So they don't respect it. But then you have someone that's like Mike Montero or a lot of the designers we know, they'll show up and like, this is what I do. These are the amount of hours that I do. And this is what I expected to get paid. This is my rate. If you don't pay me, mm-hmm. there's going to be a contract and there's going to be somebody <laughs> on your door. <laughs> Right. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Right. It, it's that kind of thing. Like we don't – our industry doesn't have rules, and that's what I love about it. That is awesome. It's so exciting, man. That is really it, it's, awesome. it's, it's, it's very painful on a lot of levels, but that pain is so worth it for the freedom that comes Correct. with it, right? Yep. I mean that's entrepreneurship. It is. Is this – is masochism. <laughs> it really is. It, <laughs> man. Yeah. That is uh, – that's really well said. <laughs> uh, you know – hmm. That was a great, 
There's a lot of great points there. Good riff. Just tons. Don't get me started. <laughs> we, no, we did. Yeah. You sound started, don't, Hey, don't, don't get me I know, started. really. Yeah, but it's, man, it's just a... It's a whole new industry, and and it's it's just a mess. I mean, like we're even trying to figure out the whole responsive design and all these different mm-hmm. things. And like, the cool thing about our industry too is we're all realizing like we're publishers, we're media companies, where we are yeah. designers, we're writers, we're like filmmakers. I mean, it's it's insane. Like the uh, the great stuff that comes out of our industry, and like this sense of we can do anything because we understand design first. Mm-hmm. You know, like that's what's really beautiful, and that's like the new—that's the new business. That's the—that's the way things are are going. I mean, there are still going to need to be like tradesmen. We're going to need plumbers. Like, I actually think that's going to be a problem. We're going to run out of people that do the hard work. <laughs> yeah, that's a, to be honest. Saying. That's yeah. a whole nother uh, yeah. like topic. That's another show. The fact yeah. that uh, we're going to have an academic overload and like people that were trained to do academic jobs but not uh, trade jobs. Yeah. Well, and like that's, good. I, yeah, that's a whole other topic. Re- it is. But the funny, th- the funny thing is, too, though, is the, the things now is like, and Sarah and I talk about this a lot, too, is uh, people tend to come into this industry and say, oh, they've got it easy. They've done it, this thing. You know, like it, they're doing this, this, and this, and it's so easy for them. But the fact of the matter is, is like even in this industry where it's not taxing physical labor, there's still mm-hmm. a lot of work. And the people that are out there getting paid to speak and that are influential in our industry, they earned it. Like, yeah, earned really, it, earned totally, it. Totally, man. Yeah. Um, I'm going to jump in here quick Go. with the uh, the introduction to the last segment of the show, which is last words, with uh, something that I've been ruminating on throughout this discussion. And you guys let me know if I if you think I'm on point or off point, but... A lot of the oh, oh I will be. <laughs> you always do. A lot of the discussion today is kind of so focused around like us defining our industries or us defining our projects, and the fact that you know you brand your industry, you find your niche, you find your overlap, and you start to define this uh, creative industry that is still kind of murky, like you pointed out, Josh. Mm-hmm. And when we entered this topic, it was kind of like. How did our projects define us? But what I've kind of heard is more along the lines of how do we define our projects and our environment? And is that can one exist without the other, or did we just touch on the like the other side of the coin? Or what do you guys think about that observation? I mean, I almost think, to be honest, like <clears throat> you have to be defined. Like your projects have to be defined by you. Because I, I think if you go, if you set in to go do a project that isn't you, at some point, I hate this word, but the authenticity or integrity is gone at some point. Because at some point you're faking it. If yep. it's if it's not you, you're compromising somewhere. <laughs> Wait, you you hate authenticity and integrity? <laughs> no, I hate the words because they're because no, they're I overblown. You know what I mean? Like they're just they're they're yeah. used. You know, it's like oh, that's not authentic, but it, it's just a buzzword at this point. But it's true. That's a whole nother yeah, topic. Yeah, it is another topic. But my point is, is I think you, if you go in to do something that isn't you, at some point it falls apart. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Absolutely, man. I th- no, it, it, it totally does. I can draw a lot of parallels that we don't have to get into, but absolutely. Yeah, and, people and there's pick a lot of real-world examples, at least in my life, of that happening, like with the people around me or even to myself sometimes. Mm-hmm. 
Man, oh man. Um, I think uh, something you were touching on before before we even got into that uh, was was the idea of being a filmmaker, being a writer, being whatever. Is really being multidisciplinary, and this was something I'd written down even before we had um, talked today. And I think it is something that you and I and Vince really all struggle with, um, and not struggle with, but uh, dance with. Mm-hmm. Let's call it dancing. Um, is the idea of being multidisciplinary, which is a dangerous road. It's the road of like jack of all trades, master of none. It is the road of like Generalist. being hard to define. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, just like a brand, you know. If I was consulting with them. You know, I would tell them to focus because they have a better chance of being memorable, being, like, you know, understood. However, um, a lot of the things we're doing are on that line of dangerous and and hard to understand and, like, yes, no, gray, black, white. I mean, I feel like we're really playing in the middle in a lot of things. And I think the idea of multidisciplinary uh, people is, is really coming to the fore a lot more right now. Mm. And like you said, design thinking, I can apply that same methodology. I can apply a creative problem solving methodology to any project. I mean, I'm doing a packaging project right now. I'm doing a magazine project right now. I'm doing a screenplay. I mean, all these things, like they take a certain sense of technical skill and a certain sense of whatever to get them done. And, of course, you run the risk of diluting the end product by being too widespread. However, I think also, you know, within that, you, you'd gotten at a really good point of, like, all of your projects complement each other. All of your projects kind of, like, feed into a certain thing. And once you start to find that little niche and find projects that are all feeding each other, especially if they're in different mediums or different industries, I think that's where the real gold is, yeah. is – you you find this complementary thing. It's that that whole idea of like pulling a thing from a different industry into another industry yep. and like applying that idea. It's that creativity that lives there. Mm-hmm. Man, that is so valuable, and that is a perspective that you can bring to anything. Mm-hmm. And that is how you can uh, you can sort of separate yourself from the pack of of people doing anything. I can say, you know, oh, sorry, I'm not a typical screenwriter. I'm uh, uh, maybe I'm a designer by trade, but what I bring is a strong sense of overall uh, story design, and I can design a story that is much smarter. And then I bring a technical, you know, like writing skill. So I think the big thing within all of this is that as we get going, our projects are very much are like stakes in the ground. Yeah, and and when it's hard to define us as people or as like disciplinarians, as people, like you know you know writer designer or whatever like these projects like say a lot that we are not able to say in a in a what you're talking about too is two-sided i mean you have to think about what you were talking about justin as a screenwriter as a designer as a writer as a filmmaker what are you doing you're you're communicating right it's all Mm -hmm. communication everything you just mentioned is about being a good communicator which you learned Mm -hmm. from having to do graphic design right so being a generalist Here's the other side of the coin. Being a generalist is very, very valuable when you're by yourself or when you're in a small team because what happens is when you when you are very specifically good at something, and, and I'm generalizing here, right? I'm, st- I'm completely, like, generalizing. But if you're really good at one thing, chances are you're going to fit really good into an organization or you're going to be a, a cog in a system 
that's going to run really well. Like I couldn't get hired probably anywhere. I could almost go into like any company, no matter what I've done in the mm-hmm. past. And they couldn't hire me because I'm, I'm just like, I'm almost unemployable at this point. But Seriously, yeah, man. but they'll want to hire someone that is extremely good at one thing like JavaScript. Right. But when you're like you and you have, you know, a small team in the projects that you're working on, you need to be a generalist because we're generalists because we had to survive. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? We had to learn a lot mm-hmm. of different things because we had to make sure on our own that the bills were paid. And someone said, can right. you do this? And you're like, absolutely. And you ran right home and you Googled that shit. You know what I mean? <laughs> if yeah. you couldn't, you can now. Yeah, yeah, Oh, exactly. my God. It's so true, man. Yeah, but, it, I mean, it's, you know, it, it is. It's, it's double-sided. But I think, I mean, look, uh, at, look at Sarah, for instance, right? Sarah Parmenter, my co-host and business mm-hmm. partner, like, she took what she learned in design, and she started a physical business, a blow-dry bar. Like, she wanted to see if design <laughs> that she had learned from design could work in, like, the real world, air quotes. And, right. it, you know, her her place is beautiful, man. And she's doing really good business. You know? That's really cool. It translates. It really does. Man, I... Mm. That's awesome. Mm. It's, uh... That was a great conversation. You, uh, man, gosh, is there anything before we, uh, before we start to wrap this up that you think we really missed? Like any ground we didn't cover, any stone still unturned? I mean, I don't, I think, I think, (laughs) I think it just comes back to the core. I mean, I think we turned stones, but I think you have to summarize, right? So the fact of the matter is, is you have to work extremely hard no matter what you do. You're not going to be handed anything. You have to Mm -hmm. find something that makes you unique, which is exactly – you're going to find what makes you unique by what you've done in the past that makes you unique. And then you just have to put it into play, and you have to put it into play really quickly to see if it works and keep moving on. And, you know, you just never stop learning what you're doing either. Like you just (laughs) – you keep going, man. Like the train has to keep moving forward, and you have to keep pushing and the reality of it is, is like there's only 1% of people out there that are willing to do the work or even care to do the work. So it opens the road for us like wide open. You know what I mean? Like people that are willing to do the work have the whole world in their hands because everyone else would rather play like Xbox and watch American Idol. And that should really be inspiring. At least it is to me. It should be to other people that are trying to come up, that are trying to put in their time and make it. Like if you do it, if you go to work every day, Yep. This, that's what you said that, should, that I thought was really great like if you go to work every day it will turn out for you mm-hmm. or at least it can but so that was awesome that was great <laughs> thanks for joining us Josh no it was an honor to, to chat with you guys man thanks seriously nah, man. Nah, it was fun I'm smarter just for this conversation totally mm-hmm. that, this stuff man I mean this is like we're I mean I feel like we're, we're sort of like cut here right we're clear but I'm serious like we're I don't know these are the conversations not a lot of people have a privilege to have, and they're so crazy, transformative, and important. You know, in the long run, like this stuff, it's yeah, good. That's it's why. Really good. That's why. Yeah, it's really important that we have these conversations. And if you want to keep having these conversations, this is sounding really salesy, but we got to get it in. Uh, how how would you uh, how would you get in touch with you, Josh, or how would you follow what you're doing? Oh, you can just uh, find me on Twitter at Josh Long. Um, you can go to joshlong.me, or you can go to patterns.co if you want to learn more about the school. 
Um, the only way to really, really learn what patterns is all about is to, mm, I don't know, come, Do it yourself. attend, yeah, attend, um, and then keep your eye out for uh, you know who dot com because there's some there's some uh, sexy things about to happen. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's it's about to get it's about to get real. Awesome, it is, man. Yeah. Well, thanks again, man. Yeah, thank you guys. Shipping. That's shipped. That is shipped. Are you shipping me? Are you shipping me right now? Okay.